Hey guys, Carmen Cave here, and you're listening to Brad Mavery Hour. Hey, what's going on? This is Master G coming your way. And is there an hour you need to lock into? Yes, it's the Brad and Avery Hour, the only hour you need to lock into. Yo, 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 what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome back to the Brad and Avery Hour. We're in a brand new year, episode 35. This is Brad Barco. I'm Avery Lewis McDougal. Brad, how are your holidays, sir? Man, they were good. I ate a lot of food and, uh, I think I drank a little too much too, but that's okay. Shocker. We're, we're back, and, and the everything's clear. We're good, and first show of 2019, and uh, what a year it's going to be for, for the Brad Avery Hour. I'm yeah, excited. Absolutely. That's correct. If you, if, you follow me, if you follow me on Instagram, you saw I, I'm now 26 years old. Celebrate my, You're my getting birthday. old. You're I know. Getting I'm, old. I'm up there. I'm ancient. So. 26. Coming for birthday celebrations in London, England. That was fun going to England. I know. I was only there for... Because I'm a real gangster, I went over there <laughs> and came back in one day. One, one day. day. One day. That's how real G's do things, Brad. One day. Did you celebrate New Year's Eve in both both locations or just Cel- one? Celebrate New Year's Eve in London and have my actual dinner in Toronto oh, the next gotcha, day. Okay. Yes. Actually, sorry. Yeah. Not on the first. Yeah. So, keep back on the second to Canada. Did you, have, did, did you have tea with the Queen or what? I, I wish I could. You know, I had tea on the plane coming back from England. Had no tea with the Queen, but maybe next time I'll tea with the Queen. No, she didn't get back to you, did she? No, nah, you no. know, I sent her a message. Didn't, re- didn't return phone calls or text? Yeah, I sent her a Snapchat, you know, no reply, unfortunately. <laughs> oh, Queen. She watches the show every week. That's so right. Come on. And so do Harry and Mark. And so do um, Harry and uh, Megan. That's right. Mm. So heads up to those guys. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, share some big news before we get off. Uh, we are now on Anchor. So yes. uh, tell me, tell the uh, audience what that means. The platforms you to listen to the Brian Avery Hour are expanding. As you already knew, you can listen to the podcast on on um, SoundCloud and Tune Radio. But now, since we've now joined the platform Anchor.fm, you can hear the podcast, of course, on Anchor, but now also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher Radio, and soon iTunes. Yeah, we're going big time. We're excited. Um, we're, I'm a, I, I listen to Spotify all the time. I'm a premium member, so um, jump on that. Um, even if you're not a premium member, it's still free. Um, ads and commercials in between that. But it's uh, so a great platform to use on the go. Um, I know there was a lot of people complaining that if they weren't on Facebook at the time or, or weren't on Facebook at all, how could they listen to the show So mm-hmm. uh, and couldn't get access to SoundCloud? Well, now you have no excuse to listen to the beautiful voices and faces of Avery and Brad every week, episode 35. And uh, we're, again, we're excited, man. It's just going to be a big year. No, and this be. is a good way to kick it off. Exactly. And, and, and you know what? Maybe in 2020, Brad, holograms. Oh, holograms wait. could be in the future for this can podcast. We, can we interview Tupac then with this hologram? <laughs> or, uh, you know, or something like that. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it would be. You know, hologram Tupac, hologram Elvis, hologram Biggie. You know, all those yeah. guys. I still feel they're alive. I still feel Tupac and Biggie are somewhere chilling in Cuba. And so is Paul Walker still alive somewhere, too. He could be. <laughs> hey, our our, uh, our our number one fan, uh, Barry Peterson, has, has finally returned. Uh, thanks for joining us in 2019, BP. Uh, yeah, and Corey McDonald as well, too. Corey, Corey as well. Um, Barry, we, we missed you. It was, this is kind of dark there without... Uh, Without Barry chirping on the on the on the sidelines here, so it's good. You didn't miss anything either. We're just getting started, so it's gonna be good. Exactly. Um, first and foremost, Avery. Yes. Let's chat about the national championship tonight. Alabama 
versus Clemson. Mm-hmm. I'm a Clemson Tigers fan, so this has me tickled pink that the Tigers are back, uh, led by Trevor Lawrence and uh, and Dabo Sweeney, of course. That defense is still potent as ever. A unbelievable defense. And uh, is, is this the year they get done, Avery? You know what? They beat Alabama once before, and if people know me when it comes to college football, right. I cannot stand Nick Saban. I cannot stand the man, but I got to admit, Tua Tagovailoa, the great quarterback, but to see him slow down a little bit, though, tonight, it shows that, once again, Clemson can hang with these big boys. Well, and it comes down to, I, I kind of feel bad. I, I'm feeling for uh, Jalen Hurts a little bit. Uh, he kind of, you know, gets pushed to the wayside. Mm-hmm. But Tua Tagovailoa to come in, yes, I, I want to buy a vowel. It is that long of a name. It's Hawaiian. Uh, the Great football player, though. You can't take that against him. And, uh, man, but uh, they're going to have their hands full tonight. It, it seems like already, last we checked, it was 28-16 to 16 at Baylor Clemson at halftime. Um, and it looks like Trevor Lawrence. And uh, and that offense as well, it seems to be clicking on all cylinders, which is good. Yo, it's funny. You know, I'm talking about I, 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 I Alabama, but I'm wearing a freaking Paul Bear Bryant-like jacket, if you know your football history. Yeah, yeah you are. That's right. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, no. and and once again, you have seen the 2016 halftime defense worth a D. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, <laughs> and college football, you never know. They're typically high-scoring football games uh, for the most part, and there is really no defense to be had. Uh, Dexter Lawrence, of course, they're, they're going to have almost seven first-round picks this year. Uh, the Clemson Tigers, an incredible turnout of the draft um, this coming April. Um, so we're, we're, I'm excited for that as well. But will, what does this put now? A lot of people are complaining that this is a fourth year in a row, Clemson-Alabama mm-hmm. final, uh, Clemson-Alabama final. People are like, well, if we need some new blood in there. It's getting old, yada, yada, yada. Yeah, it this, is. All this whining. But they said it simply yesterday at the media day and, and all week, beat us. You want to be in the championship, you got to beat us. We're the two best teams, and we belong here. It's the first time in history teams are going 15-0 and 0 into the national championship. That's true. Uh, the team's finally going to lose tonight. Another team's going to go 16-0. And, 0. and uh, what an incredible year for both teams. So I believe they both uh, deserve to be here. They do. But, you know, I feel the questions about this being, you know, same old, same old again. I feel you, know, you get around that to an extent. More teams in the playoff. Make an 18 playoff. And I, I think they will. Yeah, expand it some more. I, I think they will. Um, they've been talking about that for far too long. Farhang Logi, of course, covering it for mm. our Canadian fans up here. Um, you know, so so we you want you want to see that. I think it's good for the game. You want you you we have that um, it gets done. Yeah, uh, it opens the the wider field now. Competition for everybody. So, exactly. So I think uh, I think that'll be good. It's just good for the game. It's good all around. There's. There's no win, uh, win-lose situation or lose-lose situation. I, I believe it's a win-win, especially for college football. Now, on that note, Avery, uh, really, really quick, I want to thank uh, – we wouldn't be here without the sponsors. Of course And not. I, I want to thank uh, – first and foremost, you can see behind me, we're at the beautiful Howie's Club yes, here at West are. Edmonton Mall, and it's standing venue, outstanding food, outstanding people uh, to work with. This is one giant family. I've been a part of Howie's since day one. I even go further back uh, before it was Howie's Club. So I always uh, 
always find this place home, and to be the host of show here, Avery, is is unbelievable. And then, of course, Match Pub and Eatery, thank you so much. And uh, we, we, we also wouldn't be here with our good friend, and I, I see he's on tonight, Hyder from Travel Gurus. Uh, check out, check them out at TravelGurus.ca as well. If you're in Edmonton, go on down to their brand new Travel Gurus location. Hyder will set you up. Just tell them Brad and Avery sent you, and uh, and they're gonna hook you up with a. Uh, we have, uh, we'll have our own promo code, so yes, he's gonna he's gonna hook you up there and, and help you out on a uh, all inclusive trips, cruises. Uh, flights, hotels, whatever your heart desires. Tell them Brian Avery sent you, and our, our good friend Hyder will set you up uh, for that. So thank you so much. We're uh, forever grateful for for all of those guys. Hyder, especially, thank you so much for for what you do and and uh, helping us out. And of course, um, we always try and help you out. So so thank you for that. And of course, Shaq, Dave, and Raymar, uh, thank you. Also, to those guys. Oh, am I pushing Brad back? You can see on the, on the broadcast. Uh, it's clearly shaking because Brad's foot was tipping the table to have the camera. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I'm you. But uh, we, we want to thank all those guys. Of course, this wouldn't be possible without all of them. And and uh, so thank you guys so much for keeping us around. It's episode 35, so uh, things are rolling, and, and we're like I said again, we're excited. Yes, sir. And you know, I mentioned our, my last point of college football and the college football playoff system. It really should be like college basketball, where you, where it's not really a conference exempt thing. All conferences right. in Division One should be able to win national title, like it's college basketball. All conferences who are eligible, and there's over 20 of them, can make the tournament. Why not open it up to? School now. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Why not? Yeah. Why not open up that 18, 18 field or one day 16 team field to all conferences in FBS football? That's a good point. That is a good point. Yeah. Or, or why not have like a a March Madness X tournament for college football? Mm-hmm. Have you know twenty four teams or or whatever it may be, or even sixteen teams, yeah. and narrow the field from there. Exactly. Um, let's start with eight, obviously, and, and work our way from there. Mm-hmm. But I, I would love to see tournament style one versus obviously one versus four, um, two versus three, one versus eight in this sense. Yeah. Um, two. Seven, three, six, four, five, and uh, and you know, go from there. Because I mean, you have teams, you have teams like a uh, uh, UCF who, once again, questioned the DHB national title game. You had Army, <coughs> you had Army, who was a ten-win team who just demolished Houston in their bowl game, seventy to fourteen. Why shouldn't Army or UCF get a shot at national title? Yeah, it's you bring up a point. Yeah, for sure. Uh, there's no arguing there. I I think college football will expand. Um, to eight teams, I think they, they need to, as we talked about. So um, we'll see the offseason brings. And I, I, I just love college sports all around. I'm even excited, ladies and gentlemen. I know we don't get much of it here. I, I do. Um, I own an Android box, so I get a little bit of it. Uh, college baseball. Um, and that gets underway in February. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're seeing some great talent come out of some great programs. I'm a big Florida Gators fan. For those of you that know me, um, so Brady Singer, of course, just came out of there drafted by Kansas City Royals. I'm excited to see what he does in, in KC. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back on the Brad and Avery Hour, part two of episode 35. We have a special guest joining us on the podcast. If you know Brad and myself, you know we're huge football fans. And our guest is part of a brand new team in a brand new league. We want to welcome Michael Waddell, the president of the AAS 
Orlando Apollos to the program. Michael, how are you doing tonight, sir? We're doing great. Only about a little over four and a half weeks until we get started here with the launch of the Alliance of American Football. So right now we're just uh, getting ready to uh, uh, get started tomorrow on uh, day four of training camp down in San Antonio. And then all systems go towards the opener there on February 9th, as you mentioned, against Atlanta. Hey Mike, can you can you talk about maybe the the process of a you know this entire new league, a brand new league? There's you know, a lot of stuff needs to be done, coaching staffs, you know, all, all you're basically starting from scratch. Now, can you walk us through the, that process? What it was like for you uh, to to be obviously hands on with that and, and be able to do that, and of course, uh, now being a month away uh, from kickoff. I tell you, it's been a lot of fun. I, I started, I was the third employee for the Orlando Apollos here in the Alliance of American Football. Our first was head coach Steve Spurrier. He was brought on board last April. The first head coach announced with this new alliance. And then it was the general manager, Tim Ruskell, who was the director of player personnel for the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and they won the Super Bowl. And now uh, I get the opportunity to come on board as the head of all business operations. That's what the team president does. And then the other thing that the team president does is I get to go out and hire about 23 people (laughs) and uh, start to build up all of the sales and the marketing and the communications and the uh, IT and the uh, game operations side and Anything that interacts with the public, that's really what the team president has oversight over. And uh, I'm very blessed on the football side to be, uh, you know, partnered up with the best GM in the Alliance of American Football. And with Steve Spurrier, the head ball coach, uh, I have by far and away the uh, most accomplished and uh, excitable head coach in this Alliance of American Football. Now, of course, Michael, with America, we know that in, in America, Football is the dominant sport. Of course, NFL is the prominent league. How do you, you and Orlando, get people hooked on watching AAF? How do you really convince them to watch a league that's not NFL football? Well, you know, Orlando is, guys, the, the number one television market in the United States that doesn't have a National Football League franchise. It's a football city. Just since the beginning of December, we've had the Florida High School State Championship games, all six of them. We've had three college football bowl games. We've had the Under Armour All-American game. And we've also been blessed to have the NFL Pro Bowl that will be coming up here at the end of the month of January. And now you add to that the Alliance of American Football and the Orlando Apollos, and and you have just the, the next step in the evolution of what it's like to be quite possibly America's most truly fervent football city. Uh, this place is gaga for football, 24-7-365, and it's an exciting time to, to be here with the Alliance and a team that is vested with 25 members of uh, arch-rivals Florida State in Florida and then 25 more players from Miami and UCF and the like. I mean, this is a very football-centric town and over 50 of our 72 players going into training camp coming from the uh, colleges here in Florida. It was Michael, make sure that in every league, there's always a big draft of players from across the country. How big was it for the AAF to make sure that the players 
on every team in the league, be it, say, Orlando, even Arizona, of course, to make sure they're local players. I'm sure it's, it's a big thing for fans, you know, mm. watch players they maybe grew up with watching play, say, in high school or college. I'm sure that the connection of local players is very big for Orlando right now. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when when you look at what we have to build here with the Alliance of American Football, one of the cornerstones of making the football so great was having that built-in fan equity that you talk about. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that they know them from playing high school. They know them especially from playing college for the Florida Gators or the Florida State Citadels, the Miami Hurricanes, or even the uh, the Knights of the University of Central Florida. Mm-hmm. This is a, uh, a designed aspect of the Alliance of American Football and something that we hope will uh, build – uh, an immediate attraction with our fan base. Now, uh, of course, Michael, with, with us being, you know, from Canada and living up up here, uh, just you know, north of north of the border, uh, do, do you guys expect uh, players from the Canadian Football League to to come and, and test out the the Alliance Football League? And uh, we know a lot of players up here are American and and would like to and and, and have expressed interest. And going back and playing um, in the states, uh, do you expect that to be the case? Do you expect lots of traction from uh, CFL players, or, or not really? Well, I, I think one thing for the Alliance of American Football is, and, and I think the NFL would say this, and the CFL would say this: anytime there are opportunities for football athletes to have jobs, that's a good thing. <laughs> so, number one, you, you don't want to do anything that's going to hurt leagues. But there are opportunities now. Mm-hmm. The National Football League has 32 play, uh, thirty-two teams. Yes. In the Canadian football, you guys are blessed with a, a very strong uh, league. And I have uh, a very good friend who is the quarterback in Saskatchewan and Zach Kalaros, who was one of our Cincinnati Bearcats back earlier in my career and loved watching him play and, and following the, the CFL, even though our team – that we can draw players from is in Hamilton, the Ticats. So, the, you know, the biggest difference, I think, right now, that there is another uh, United States-based professional league that is legitimate, that has funding, that has, you know, uh, great coaching, is that our league, the Alliance of American Football, only plays 12 regular season games, and they do it between the months of February, March, and April. Now, that being the case, it's a little bit lighter load than the CFL season. And the fact that our regular season begins February 9th and the regular season ends April 14th, you know, only four teams will advance on to the playoffs here in year one, okay? And that means that our entire season is done right around the same time that the NFL draft is taking place. And that means that these players who are not draft eligible, they've already gone through the NFL and CFL cycle at the point they come to the Alliance. So the, the really good thing about that is they get time to get great game tape and then make that chance to, to, to roll back into the National Football League or to get there for the first time. That's really the, the goal of the uh, Alliance of American Football is to be a supplemental league to the NFL. We're not designed to compete with. And, you know, I, I believe that in the past that has been a, a real detriment to certain leagues that have tried to go head-to-head with the NFL. 
And the CFL is a great league, an outstanding uh, history. I think it's older than the NFL. So, uh, you know, we wish nothing but the best for our uh, Canadian neighbors and uh, for the, the teams up there. Like I said, I'm a big uh, Saskatchewan fan, and I'm also a, uh, a fan of the Ticats. Yeah, the two great teams in this league, right, Michael? Of course, Michael, one thing that other leagues, when they start up, their TV deals aren't really that great. How big is it now to see this league having games on CBS Sports Network and a game on CBS now next month, Michael? Well, I tell you, uh, having that type of uh, a television partner like we have with both CBS for the first weekend's games and for the championship game April 28th from Las Vegas, and then the weekly partnerships that we'll have not only with local stations in each of our eight markets, mm -hmm. but also with the CBS Sports Network. That's strong. What yeah. we'll be doing technology-wise with the AAF app is going to be another big plus for the Alliance of American Football and something that fans will be able to enjoy truly across the globe. And I, and I think that's important is now you have uh, the Alliance Football League really at the fingertips of fans. I mean. Uh, for us here in Canada, we can now enjoy it with the app and and everything else. Now, now, do you do you see this television market uh, eventually expanding? Maybe having you know a game a week on on ESPN eventually, or or on on NBC or or other networks, or do, or do you want to uh, keep it specific to CBS and their network, and of course the app? Well, it's a brand new league right now, fellas. So. Number one in, in front of us is to get the 2019 season started here right. on February 9th. And as you said, it'll be the Atlanta Legends playing here against Orlando in the first ever game in Alliance history. Also San Antonio playing home to the Arizona Hotshots on that evening as well. So uh, let's get this first season underway. <laughs> Have a great competitive 12-week uh, season with the Alliance, and then we'll see what the future holds. But the, the one commitment I can uh, promise you is that the Alliance of American Football is absolutely strongly committed to having a great product on the field. With our coaches and general managers over 500 combined years of NFL experience, when you look at the guys on the rosters, they're fellas that have been to the National Football League. We have one guy for the Apollos, one of our wide receivers, Brian Timms, that has not only won a Super Bowl championship and a Super Bowl ring with the New England Patriots, but he was also part of the Argos Great Cup championship a few years ago. So one of only 10 people in the history of professional football to have both a Great Cup and a Super Bowl ring, and so he looks to add to that this year. So uh, the you know growth is certainly on the agenda for the future, but right now truly excited about the opportunities here in 2019. Now, of course, as you should be, Michael. Of course, it's a league where there's gonna be a lot of new things to football in general coming up. What are your thoughts on the fact that this league has now said there'll be no onside kicks, be no kickoffs? It's really be, it's really gonna be a league that looks for trying to make, make football a safer game. Absolutely, and I think that's a real big plus for the Alliance, especially as we aim to be a supplemental league, that you want to make sure that your athletes are taken care of, uh, not only uh, physically but also mentally. 
there's a lot of things that are being done here by Heinz Ward and by uh, Troy Palomalu, two former uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, that are uh, really exciting times, really exciting times for what we're able to uh, put together in terms of serving the athletes and, and making them feel safe. And then also one of the things that really hasn't gotten a lot of publicity is that sometimes these athletes are not able to finish college for whatever reason. And for every year that the athletes are playing in the Alliance of American Football, they'll be able to uh, go forward and uh, return to their uh, places of higher learning and, and hopefully finish that college degree. And that helps them not only uh, become uh, you know, more learned, but also more productive members of society and to be able to move on with a great job after their playing days are over. So just as some of the, the more things that we're excited about here with the Alliance. Awesome. Hey, Michael, we want to, I want to thank you uh, so much for your time. Uh, uh, thanks for, for taking the time to do this. And we'll make sure we, uh, we come to Orlando to watch the Apollos play. And uh, you, you have us in, our, in your corner. We're excited for kickoff. And we can't wait for the 2019 season and, and to see where this league goes. And uh, all, all the best uh, this season. And we'll uh, be in touch. Hey, thank you very much. You guys stay warm up there, okay? <laughs> we'll Sounds try, good. Michael. We'll try. Thank you so much. Take care now. Cool. Michael Waddell, the president of the Alliance of American Football's Orlando Apollos. Their season kicks off on CBS Sports Network in February, the first game of the year against Atlanta. Yeah, you know what? I'll tell you. I'll be watching. I, I mean, I'm intrigued and excited um, to see the market it will have and the people it will attract to the NFL, to the CFL. Let's not forget we have the XFL coming That's back. That's right. The XFL. As somebody as as Vince McMahon would say, um, it's gonna be really cool. Maybe Paul Heyman gets involved. Uh, may, maybe there's something there. Who knows? Uh, with with him and maybe Zach Kowalos ends up in the you never uh, know in the Alliance I mean. Football League. And you never know. There's some connection there mm -hmm. uh, with Michael. So again, we wish them all the best. February 9th on CBS Sports Network. Uh, make sure you tune in to that as there'll be two games kicked off and ready to go on a new football season. So just after the Super Bowl, if you're having some NFL withdrawals like I will be, <laughs> uh, tune in, you can tune in to this brand new league and uh, and check things out. I, I'm excited for it. It'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how this league, new league works out. And the one good thing is that this is a league where, you, know, you mentioned um, before, this is a league where they're staying away for the most part from NFL markets. Of course, there are there is going to be a team in there's gonna be a team in uh, Arizona, yeah. but they're not gonna play in um, in Glendale. They'll play in Sun Devil Stadium, and I think it's good. I think that like, I think you can survive. I think a can survive if you're not going in the NFL directly, like Michael was saying. I, I think so too. Yeah, and I, I think that's very important is not going into NFL cities and and exposing this league to to other markets, but within the vicinity. You look at Orlando. He mentioned. I, I've been to Orlando. They are so absolutely football hungry. They love their Florida, Florida Gators up there. Um, it's it's really you're in Gator territory. Um, so it, it's going to be incredible to, to see really a team in Orlando directly uh, instead of just the Orlando Magic. Um, is really the only 
major sports team in Orlando, per se. Uh, well, there's MLS uh, 2 there. It's uh, uh, Orlando the, FC. Okay, well, the uh, uh, MLS sorry, Orlando well. City, sorry. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. I'm talking major majors, so you look at the NBA, NFL. Or the the uh, big four. Really, the big four. Uh, the Magic are there. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, everything is, is slightly outside Orlando. So this is going to, to draw a lot of interest, especially in Orlando and hopefully other cities. You look at San Antonio. Another big one. Uh, um, Memphis is there as Ma- well. Memphis is a big one too. Of course, only with the Grizzlies there. Birmingham. Birmingham. Uh, we, you mentioned Atlanta. That, that's another team, I guess, with with NFL connections. And Michael uh, Vick, you'll see there. that team. Uh, my, Michael Vick is back. Um, that's that's going to be interesting. And of course, Salt Lake, not quite in Utah, right or, or right outside. Well, it's in Utah. It's um, capital. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, my my part, but, <laughs> but right where the I mean, where the Jazz play, it's mm-hmm. not directly in there as well, yeah. right outside. Um, I I understand Salt Lake is in Utah. I get it. Don't worry. And San Antonio, um, a former NFL city. Yeah. Still weird saying so, that. So it, it, so it's going to be uh, it's going to be very exciting times for for the AFL and of course uh, AF. <laughs> the, the football uh, coming forward. We tried before to have pro football in Canada as WCFL, and it's wavered between being okay, being a complete disaster, to being outright denied. And that's the one thing. I think the good, and back in the 70s, there was a league called World Football League, and they brought, they wanted the team in Toronto. And the Canadian government got involved and said, we're going to block you from winning a team in Canada. Mm-hmm. And the reason? We don't want any league threatening the CFL. Interesting. It was an actual bill they were going to push that would have banned American football in Canada. It, oh, did, wow. it didn't go through, but it was, it was a threat. It was big enough for that team not to be, get moved to um, Birmingham. But I don't, I don't know, like, I don't know if this, I don't the Canadian public, I mean, they like football here in Canada, but I don't know if they would watch in Canada a league that's not the CFL or NFL. It would be, a, I, I think personally, it would be a really tough sell. A bunch of Canadians don't even watch the NFL. So, well, yeah, I think it would be, now... Montreal might have a chance because the Alouettes are, di- are struggling. The Alouettes are, they're dying right now. They need well, to Quebec be Quebec City needs something. So maybe, it may work. Maybe it's your foot in the door. In a, yeah, in a city where football is struggling, possibly. Mm. Possibly could work. But in a city where football is still relatively strong in the, in, in the CFL, yeah. I can't see anyone in the Saskatchewan. I can't see Empton happening. I can't see Saskatchewan leaving the CFL for a startup league. But Quebec... Possibly, that could be opening there with the Alouette. Alouettes. The East Coast, maybe, potentially. You know, that, that'll be interesting to see because, as we know, because we, it's not confirmed, we think we're going to get that team in Maritimes for like a 2021 launch date. We don't know for sure. But we'll see what happens, though. You never know. Maybe the AAF could target Halifax and say, oh, we beat you to the Maritimes that they are ready by 2021. Can you imagine? Wow. Never know. When that uh, starts some fireworks. It would. Um, just to wrap things up, uh, uh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was going um, to mention the Toronto Raptors and Milwaukee Bucks. Did you watch your last game against the Bucks? No, I missed it. That, I'll say once again, Brad, the Bucks and the Raptors are going to be the series to watch Eastern Conference if they do meet in the Interesting. playoffs. They've given Raptors the toughest That's fight so far. They've given yeah. them the toughest fight out of all the teams. People keep, I say it again, people kept saying, oh, watch out for, watch out for the Pacers, the Sixers. They, even, even the Heat with Wayne Wade have been team people to watch out for. Watch yeah. out for the, the Celtics. Watch out for the Bucks. I'm telling you again, watch out for what's yeah. been going on with Milwaukee. Yeah, they're going to be a team. We, we've said this, I think, you know, early on in the year, too. Um, 
Milwaukee's a tough team, and they got the Greek freak there, and mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, and of course John Henson. Uh, I, I believe he's still out. I think yeah, he's still and, out. and Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, uh, Malcolm Brogdon is still yeah. having a hell of a year in the Bucks. That's a uh, team. Middleton's still there, I mm-hmm. believe as well. Yeah, and so this, they are a very strong team, and um, and I think they'll continue to be strong for the rest of the year. Exactly, and this is a team where if they don't get if they don't get things together, and they face Milwaukee. It would suck to see the Bucks somehow knock out the Raptors in a year in which they got to find a way to keep Kawhi. <laughs> Don't say that, man. And of course, my NFL playoffs. What are your thoughts on the opening days of NFL playoffs? Man, the Colts, aren't they something right now? Wow. Mm. Uh, I'll tell you, the Chiefs better be scared. They look good Col- against Houston. This Colts team is good right now. Um, I'm not sure if I'm completely sold on the Kansas City Chiefs. Wow, oh, there's listen, a take. There's listen, a take. Listen, I'm sold on the offense. I'm not sold on the defense at all. Hmm. At all. So, we've seen this Colts defense come up big last week. We've seen the offense click. So, it could be a very – it could be a shootout. You, could be. You, you could see a big game. Andrew Luck's got to have a game in his career. Uh, really, the other side – and poor Cody Parkley. Oh, my goodness. He missed a field goal. Um, they did overturn it, though. It was a league decision. It was officially blocked. Mm-hmm. They they overturned. Now a blocked field goal, not In the Eagles missed, win over the Bears. Not a missed field goal, and the Eagles win, yes. Um, I don't give the Eagles a shot, to be honest. I think the Saints are going to roll them over, um, really expose them. Uh, Drew Brees, I think, is just too strong. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and of course that defense. I, I don't see the Philadelphia Eagles coming out on top. When you put up only 16 points on the Bears, it's not a good sign. And you mentioned the Cody Parkey uh, blocked field goal, which was originally a missed field goal. You know what? I'm, everybody knows I'm not a Bears fan. I'm a Packers guy. But to see Bears fans, after Parkey scored nine of your 15 points, get booed off the field. Now, I know he's not a good head to go here this year. He's missed kicks. He missed extra points. But he kept you guys in this trash ball game. And you got the nerve, the audacity. I'm looking at you. You mouth breather who couldn't make a 10-yard field goal, but it's a 43-yard field goal. Get off your mom's internet. Go outside. Get a life. And stop tweeting at Cody Parkey to kill himself or you should get a new job. Because you can make a five-yard field goal. Shut the hell up. Yeah, you know what? It's the same as Maxine Quanta. It's people people want to make, you know, derogatory comments and and try and let me see you go out there and hit a penalty shot mm-hmm. with a game on the line. Yeah. Let me see you go out there and kick a, tw- I don't care if it's 15 yards, <laughs> kick a 15-yard field goal with with the if rush, you, if you, <laughs> with the rush, with, with like 10, 300-pound mongols coming at you, or, and the game on the line nonetheless. Mm-hmm. This isn't the first quarter. This is a fourth quarter. This is it. You make this, your team plays the Saints. You miss, they want your head on a stick, and your team's out of the playoffs. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. Exactly. It, Give it, the kid a break. It's shameful. And he gave probably the most calm, composed reply 
after the game, and you saw. I give him full kudos. That, that reply was incredible. Yeah, and you saw his teammates backing him, and it's just ridiculous. Again, like, that's the problem with sports sometimes. It brings up the worst in people. It does. Honestly. Myself included sometimes. I'm, I'm, but you're not I'm, going on Twitter telling you how to no. kill himself or no, a field no, goal. No, But to myself, <laughs> I got home. I get frustrated. I just I don't well, vocalize everyone gets, it on social media. Everyone gets mad, but yeah. to me, you're garbage. If you were booing him, you're garbage. You're you're dumpster fire. You, you go go toss yourself into a garbage and close the lid while you're at it. Well, yeah. I couldn't believe you would be kidding me. That's again. I feel I agree, man. You sh- you should be subject to going out there on the field and have 12 dudes charging at you and you gotta make this field goal. Oh, you should you should do it with no blockers. You should be having any offensive line protecting you. That's <laughs> what so you deserve. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's look ahead real quick to next week. Um, you, may, you got the Chargers, they play the Pats. Um, Eagles, Saints. And Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys, Rams. Rams. Well, let me tell you, I think the Rams are going to beat the Cowboys. I, I, again, I don't give the Cowboys a chance. Um, now, let me ask you this, though. Mm-hmm. If Zeke's on point... Yes. And, and Dak is throwing the ball the way Dak's in the ball this week. I, they have a chance. They, they have do. An absolute chance. The Chargers, if the Chargers play their game this week, they did against um, Baltimore defensively, I think they beat the Pats as well. Oof, you know, New England's a team where, you know, I'm talking to Patriots fans, and they're not confident either. They're not confident in their team for the first time in a very long time. This is, a, this this is the done. worst defense they've seen in 15 years. Yeah. The Patriots fans are shook. And, you, and that would be a wild thing to see New England fall. And you know what? I do think, though, I do think that the Rams do get it done. I think Jared Goff and Todd Gurley and that team is just too good right now to oh, lose you, to yeah, Dallas. You can't beat that team. No. Now, here's the question. Can Todd, is Todd Gurley healthy? Is Todd Gurley 110% mm-hmm. to play this game? That's what we don't know. That's the big thing. And, of course, of, of course, Sean McVeigh will never tell us if he's – no. Be 100%, but we'll find out. That'll be a sh- that'll be a heck of a game. But I, I'm just you know what that's and New England San Diego it's a valley old it's valley old fight quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. It's Grandpa Rivers against Grandpa Brady. Yeah, Rivers didn't have really a great game either. He didn't pick, he didn't fumble the ball, he didn't uh, turn over the ball, so that's good. But uh, I, that's the other thing. I'm scared. Melvin Gordon now has two hurt knees, mm-hmm. and he's and he's playing against the Patriots. You're going to need that team to come up big. You're going to need that player to come up big. Of course. And of course, that defense is going to have to – that defense swarmed Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson didn't look like Lamar Jackson. I, I, I think Joe Flacco should have got, you know, in the second half, but that's – you know, I'm not the coach. I'm not John Harbaugh. That's not me. Um, I, I believe jo, Joe Flacco has gone. I think he ends up somewhere next year. I think so, yeah. Uh, Denver possibly or, or a team that desperately – maybe Miami or a team that desperately needs a cornerback. Uh, Joe Flacco will will be fine. He'll land on his feet somewhere. But uh, now for this week, give me your predictions quick before we wrap up. Uh, Chiefs Colts. Chiefs Colts. I will go. Chiefs win that ball game, 35-28. I will Rams, go. Rams Cowboys. Rams Cowboys. Rams win that game. They take that game. Ooh, 28-14. Chargers Pats. Chargers Pats. That'll be a game that's going to go to overtime. Oh, wow. And I will say. Uncle George, if you're listening, don't plug your ears. You don't want to hear overtime. I will say. San Diego. 
23-20 in overtime. He still said San Diego. Sorry, L.A. LA, LA, LA. Sorry. Uh, hey, hey. They were there for 56 years. i got to adjust. <laughs> All right, the L.A. Chargers win at 23-20. And Eagles Saints. Eagles Saints. That's going to be a shootout. It's going to be a fiery game. But I'm going to say the Saints take this game. 48-34. Uh, and what about now you your final four? Final four conference. Chiefs Rams. Oh, oof, Chargers. Chiefs, Chiefs Saints. Rams. Oof. Saints Rams NFC title game. Give me the Rams winning that game. 31-28. Chargers Saints. Chargers Saints. Oh, and then Chargers, Chargers, uh, Chiefs. Oh, sorry, Chargers. Chiefs. That'll be the sorry, Chargers. Yeah, Chargers. Chiefs. The old mas, the old master, Philip Rivers, finally breaks on through and gets it done, beating Kansas City. So Chargers, Rams, final. Chargers, Rams. It'll be the all, all, the all LA Super Bowl. We'll have the LA Rams winning the Super Bowl, and they'll win that game. They'll win that one. It'll be another. It'll be another barn burner. I think they'll win that one. 42, 34. Wow. I, I'm calling a high scoring game. I, I, I like to score in the 40s in the postseason. See, I'm going to, even though I said Colts, my gut tells me Chiefs, uh, I'm going to have the Chiefs win. Or, no, I am going to take the Colts. I'm taking the Colts win by four over okay. Chiefs, 34, uh, 35, 31. Uh, Cowboys, Rams, uh, I'm going, obviously, the Rams uh, big on this one, 45. To 18. I'm not gonna Wow, he's going to be going whooping in this We're game. Whooping. Wow, um, okay. Chargers, Patriots, 27 23 Chargers. All right. Not overtime. And then who's the last one? Uh, Eagles, Saints. Yeah. I'm going to go another one 38 to 10. Wow, this guy's calling the a lot Saints of beatings. Over the Eagles. And then we have Chiefs, Chargers. I'm going to go uh, 33 24 okay. for the Chargers. And then we got the Saints and the Rams. I'm this one's this one's close. I'm gonna go 37 34 and I'm gonna take the New Orleans Saints. So Saints, Chargers, Super Bowl. Alright. And I'm gonna have the uh, the Chargers over the Saints 28 to 27. Field goal wins. Wow. Field goal wins Win again. Win the Super Bowl. That that's quite a prediction right there. That's a bold statement right there, Connor. Yeah, I mean, Cotton. Yeah. Uh, you heard it here first. Anyways, see what we'll do. All right, wrap things up. And hey, you no, know, come on, guys. Next week, you know what we'll do? Next week we'll do trivia again. We'll bring back trivia. You know what? Same question. You guys didn't answer for the holidays. First team can Hitchcock guys NHL coaching win against? Answer it. And don't be lazy. <laughs> come on. We're on eight. <laughs> Different platforms now: Spotify, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud. Facebook, SoundCloud, yeah. your mom's iPad. I don't care. Use your mom's well, iPad. Use your grandma's computer. Use whatever you gotta use. Like us. Listen to us. Share it. Answer the question. You have no excuse now. Eight different platforms. Eight different services. You can listen to us in the bathroom, in the shower, on the road, Whoa, in an airplane, in a train, in the ocean. I don't care. You got now the Brad and Avery Hour 2019. We're blowing the roof off. Next week is big. And then January 21st, we have a very, very 
very special edition of a brand new beer hour. First yes, time we ever. We're going to release details next week. But uh, let me tell you, you are not going to want to miss this. And you're going to want to bring some tissues with you. We are granting a wish, is all I will say. On that one, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> January 21st, you are going to want to be here. The Brad and Avery Hour, live in Howie's. Again, thank you to Howie's Club. Match Pub and Eatery. Travel Gurus, remember, hit up Hyder, travelgurus.ca. Uh, thank you so much to him again. And, of course, everybody that's helped us out, Dave, Raymar, Shaq, again, Hyder. For Avery Lewis McDougall, I'm Brad Barco. Until next week, episode 36. Have a great week. We'll see you next Monday. Later.